Freedom from Olympia, the official podcast of the Senate Freedom Caucus. I'm Tracy Ellis. The Freedom Caucus has a plan, a plan to pay for transportation without any new taxes. There was a news conference to unveil the proposal. Thank you so much for joining the Freedom Caucus here to talk about uh, transportation solutions for Washington State. I think one of the focuses of the Freedom Caucus is to provide solutions supported by the people of Washington. Um, We're not concerned about offering solutions that the Democrats in Olympia might agree to um, and trying to water down solutions to get there. We're curious about what the people of Washington state would actually support and what they would like their legislators to do. So we put together a transportation package that we believe the people want. And it's really a package for the people of Washington state, for the middle class, for people that want mobility and congestion relief. And it's great to have you with us here today. And uh, Senator Phil Fortunato serves on the Transportation Committee, and he has some uh, uh, concepts and some of the details that he'd like to share with us uh, this morning with regards to the Freedom Caucus's transportation package. So, thanks, Doug. Uh, You know, um, when I was a state representative in um, 1999, um, I introduced a bill that said, you know, the problem that we face with transportation isn't really... Uh, you know, the gas tax and, and uh, et cetera, it's keeping up with inflation, providing a funding source that is inflation linked so that you don't have to keep raising the gas tax uh, every other day in order to keep up with that. So um, uh, I said, you know, we're going to take the sales tax from the sale of motor vehicles and we're going to put that into the gas tax account. At that time, the sales tax for motor vehicles was $512 million, and the budget was $26 billion. Now the budget's $58 billion, and the sales tax per biennium is somewhere in the vicinity of $2.3 billion. But interesting, the state's portion of the sales tax, 6.5%, hasn't changed. So, uh, you know, I made the statement 22 years ago, people are going to buy more fuel-efficient cars, people are going to buy more electric cars, um, you know, uh, people are going to be more telecommuting. So uh, gas tax revenue is going to flatten out, but the cost of construction is going to continue with inflation. So by, by just simply taking the sales tax from the sale of motor vehicles and sticking that into the gas tax account, you wind up with enough revenue to fund all the projects that everybody is talking about, plus doing the preservation and giving some of that needed funding, funding to cities and counties to do roads within their own jurisdictions. So transportation is the lifeblood of our economy. If we don't have a good transportation system, we are not gonna be attracting business to our state. If their freight is constantly sitting in in traffic and, and not moving, I mean, every other week, Boeing threatens to leave because unless we get some interchange improvements, uh, Port Louis threatens to downsize unless we get an uh, interchange improvement for them. So it's, we are an import-export state. So it is important to move freight, and it is important that people be able to spend time with their families and not spend time on, on roads. Now, it's interesting that when you say we're going to take the sales tax from the sale of motor vehicles and put it into the gas tax account, the first response we get from people is, how are you going to pay for it? Meaning, What other tax are you going to raise to offset that? And the answer is we're not going to raise taxes because 
People are paying enough in taxes. In 2000, the last budget that we did increased 16%. Uh, when we came back into uh, session from 2017 to 2018, we wind up with, in effect, a windfall of $2.3 billion extra over what they projected that we were going to get. Well, you could have done it at that point. Now, the pandemic obviously put some concerns, but our economy has actually really rebounded. Plus, with the money that we're getting to uh, offset the uh, CARES Act money to offset any impact from the uh, pandemic, uh, we have enough money in the revenue, as indicated by uh, Senator uh, Wilson's budget, which has uh, about two thirds of the sales tax money uh, over so many years. So our proposal is just take all of the sales tax money, stick that into the gas tax account, and that gives you enough money to do all the projects that are on everybody's project list, which is what everybody loves. Uh, and it includes a project in my district that I've been fighting for for four or five years. Uh, so everybody loves the project list. But when you're taking the taxes out in order to pay for that, you have to remember you're taking that money out of the economy. So when you take the sales tax from the sale of motor vehicles and stick that into the gas tax account, that's money that's already paid into the state. So you're not taking additional revenue out of the taxpayers' pockets, which means, by the way, they have more money to spend. So you get approximately $4.6 billion back into the economy over so many years uh, if you do this. So uh, you're keeping that money in the economy. Those people are then going out and spending the money, which is then putting the money back into the general fund. So, uh, and that's, that's uh, uh, some of the offset. So, um, Senator Patton. Well, thank you. Thank you, Phil. And thank you, Doug. I just wanted to say one of the advantages of our uh, Freedom Caucus proposal is that it avoids uh, the intrusive and inefficient mileage tax. Uh, tax. And I, I think it's just really bad policy, really unconscionable uh, that we would look at uh, a GPS tracker in uh, people's uh, vehicles uh, that would track your movements. And not only that, it would be done through a third party who in turn charges excessive and exorbitant fees to collect the tax. So the mileage tax, I think, is bad for all of eastern Washington and a lot of uh, rural areas in, in western Washington and will drive up the cost for uh, commuters and consumers without any guarantee that our roads will be better. The other advantage uh, from my perspective on our proposal, it's the only package out there right now that meets the ever-growing transportation needs of Spokane County, uh, a part of which... Uh, I, I represent. So I think it's a good idea. I think as uh, Phil indicated, it is uh, pretty much inflation proof and it'll get the, uh, get the job done. So, you know, I do want to touch a little bit on what Senator Patton just said is that, um, you know, when we're, when we're looking at this stuff, we're looking at what are some of the other proposals? The cost of collection for a uh, mileage tax was somewhere in the vicinity of 35%. That means your state government is willing to basically waste 35% of your tax dollars to collect the tax. And same thing with tolls. Uh, when, uh, when you're at tolls, tolls were about 30% cost of collection. 
And then if you're, you know, one of the proposals was to bond the toll revenue, which is even a worse idea. That would give you another 15%, which would mean that of the dollar in toll that you're paying, only $1, only 50 cents of that dollar would actually go into the transportation account and provide transportation revenue. So your government is willing to waste half of your money in order to get uh, uh, 50 cents. So that's why it's important to keep that money in the economy. And as opposed to just wasting this and giving it to third parties to collect the tax. Key components, dedicate the sales tax on car sales and truck sales to building roads in Washington state. Over eight years will generate somewhere between 10 and $12 billion for road construction without raising taxes on the people of Washington state. Fix our permitting system so we get projects done quicker as another key component of what we're trying to get accomplished. Dedicate sales tax, make sure that's that on transportation project is either not charged or it goes directly to transportation projects and find a mechanism to be able to charge a fee for vehicles that are charged by electricity, but not in a way that's invasive upon their privacy. So that really is, is for the components that we're talking about. I think it's a solution that people of Washington state support and they would much prefer this concept to the massive tax increases that we're hearing from other people in Olympia. So with that, thanks for joining us. Happy to take a few questions. Essex, go ahead. Couple of questions. Uh, first, uh, if I understand correctly, the sales tax from cars, vehicle sales, the sales tax from transportation projects goes to education. How do you replace that money? And <laughs> next, and second thing is, uh, what sort of projects will you be doing? Will transit be included? Will you do projects that expand driving, or that make it? less likely that people will drive and just focus on the efficiencies needed to, to move, say, freight and other key goods. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting that you tie in the education thing. I don't know if you recall, but 20 some years ago when they passed 695, which was the first $30 car tab, that took $1.1 billion out of the uh, general fund. Or actually, $1 billion out of the general fund, $104 million out of the uh, transportation account. And yet, education still went on. So uh, Gary Locke at the time, I don't know if you recall, but he stood up on the floor of a joint session and he said, $30 car tabs is here to stay, but I will not jeopardize education for roads. So that is the always the argument. If you have more money in the general fund, you will have more money for education, except we are constitutionally required now. And we have that funding source to provide that education funding with the um, uh, uh, property tax uh, adjustment that we did. So now you have a state property tax for uh, providing that revenue source for education. So that's that's already taken care of, that's already spoken for. But that's always the argument. But I want you to to I want you to think about this. Those people that are sending their kids to public school, they have a budget. They have to live within their means. They have to provide food for their families. And every one of these other packages takes money out of that uh, family's budget. And keeping that money in the family budget is is of paramount importance. And when they do have that extra money, they go out and spend it, which then replaces that money. So you're getting, you know, if you took 23 billion over so many years out of the uh, uh, general fund, uh, you would be putting $4.6 billion back directly in sales tax from the money that they're spending. And that does not count the jobs that you're creating. So you remember 
when they sold the 11.9 cent gas tax, they said, if you do this, it's going to provide so much an economic stimulus. Well, if you do this, you take this uh, sales tax from the sale of motor vehicles, you get $54.4 billion in economic stimulus, putting that money back into the account and back into the economy, which, by the way, goes back into the general fund. If you go back and listen to Senator King's uh, arguments when uh, he was making his pitch, he said, he, he, he came out and said, we are in effect funding the general fund with gas tax dollars. So um, when they built a transportation project, for example, they would charge sales tax on a transportation project. Well, that sales tax went back into the general fund. But if that project was bonded, in effect, you're financing, you're financing bonding money uh, going back into the general fund. So, um, uh, you know, it's actually the other way around. Transportation is funding education. Essex, really quick on this. That's a great question. We hear that one quite a bit uh, when we talk about this proposal. And keep in mind that about 50% of our budget currently goes to education. And the way to solve this education problem going forward is to do what Republicans did when we had the majority in the Senate, which is to dedicate 75% of all new government dollars that's spent every year to education. So when the Democrats controlled the legislature, they grew education by about 25% with new budget dollars and the rest of government by 75%. So we made education a priority. If we continue down that pathway, we can still fund education and have transportation dollars funded by the sales tax on cars. And we do want to fund transit funding in Washington state has gone up significantly. They have a lot of sources for local funding for transit issues in Washington state. So it can be part of the solution, obviously. But the fact is people are sitting in congestion particularly along those cor crowded corridors. If you're in Everett, if you're down in, in, uh, by the Tacoma area, if you're in Pierce County, you want relief for congestion on the roads sooner rather than later. And that's what this plan gives the people of Washington State the chance to support. Senator King taxed bicycles. Are you taxing bicycles? Actually, no, we're letting Johnny and, yeah, Johnny and Susie don't gotta pay extra for their bikes. No, no tax increases in this proposal, Essex. Right, but, but that is the thing that makes me laugh the most. <laughs> If, if I could just follow up about, uh, you know, how this works. Now there are two Republican transportation proposals. There are, I think, two, at least two Democratic transportation proposals. Uh, how does all this develop into something that actually gets passed this year? Or are you guys just talking about passing something in future years? Well, I think that it is important that you get the message out there and people know there is an alternative because when we had a hearing, for example, on the uh, Forward Washington proposal, uh, Senator Hobbs actually did a really good job of putting a package together that his caucus would approve. Well, that's nice that his caucus would approve it with all the carbon tax and this and that and all that stuff. But what about the taxpayer? Who's putting a package together that protects the taxpayer? And that's what this is. So, um, you know, the uh, various cities came in and they testified in favor of, uh, of the uh, uh, proposal, but they were testifying in favor of the projects. They wanted those projects. And that's what this proposal does. It simply does it without a tax increase. And my, my uh, comment to a couple of different mayors was, if you pass, if you take the sales tax from the sale of motor vehicles and you do that, there's more money in people's pockets to spend in your cities, keeping that revenue in your cities. 
So it's a, it's a, actually a bonus to cities with big uh, retail outlets. Senator Pat, you want to weigh in on that? Well, the only thing I was, uh, was uh, going to say is this uh, uh, project really builds on the, the proposals of Senator Wilson for her budget. Uh, I mean, we're getting the idea out there that the uh, transportation folks and the sales of automobile cars have been funding the general fund for way too long. So this is an idea that's, that's getting and gaining in popularity. Also, Cinder King, a major portion of his revenue came from this same proposal. We're just taking it a little farther. And I think it could go even farther than this. And in, in the future, we got auto parts and other, other areas that uh, really are tied into transportation. So we've got a, a look at the general fund as indicated, it's been growing. And uh, you know, there's wants and needs. And uh, there's plenty of money for the general fund, but some people, uh, they'd never have enough money for anything. I mean, for any budget, well, it would never be big enough. So uh, I think this is a, a proposal who's uh, gaining in popularity. Yeah, and Essex, just to follow up on that, I think what the Freedom Caucus is trying to do is to provide solutions that not to keep the Democrat caucus happy, not to keep the special interests in Olympia happy, but a solution that's targeted directly for the people of Washington state. So I think if you compared this plan and gave the public a chance to weigh in and vote directly, uh, would they prefer this or would they prefer the big tax increases? I think you're going to see the public, once you get outside of the, uh, the Olympia uh, green zone, that's still surrounded by uh, the, the Inslee fence and the Inslee wall, people are going to support this plan, but they can't support it if nobody brings it forward. And that's what we're doing is we're bringing forward this solution for the people to take a look at. And maybe they support it. Or maybe they say, nope, they'd rather have an extra 50 cents of tax increases on every gallon of gas. I, I think they'll go with this one. What are some of the projects that this plan uh, would uh, would complete? Well, uh, if you look at the project list that's in Forward Washington, it funds all of that plus. So Forward Washington is $16 billion over uh, 16 years, and this would be somewhere in the vicinity of $23 billion uh, over the same uh, time period. Uh, so not only does it fund all of those additional projects, but the thing that is really wanting is the preservation and maintenance of, uh, uh, of our roads. I mean, we are so far behind the eight ball on our bridges and roads. And uh, I mean, uh, you know, Secretary of Transportation comes in and does a presentation and says, you know, I can't remember the exact number, but we're spending 200 million and we should be spending 800 million uh, on um, uh, preservation projects. So uh, uh, the longer you wait on these projects to take care of it, the more money it costs. I mean, I have a, a, a project in my district that the road is dramatically deteriorating and private citizens, just the average guy is driving down the road and saying, why aren't you taking care of this? Because it's getting worse and worse and it's going to cost more money to fix it because it's deteriorated so much. So not only is there the money in there to do the projects on the project list, I-5 bridge, route to, to uh, Trestle, we even threw some money in there for um, uh, West Seattle Bridge, even though that's not really a state, uh, a state thing, uh, in order to address those uh, local issues. But you got more than enough money to fund everything on everybody's project list, plus do some maintenance and preservation. Yeah, I really appreciate everybody coming out today. And again, this is a Freedom Caucus solution geared for the people of Washington state. So they have something they could support and uh, we'll see how the public reacts and it's going to take them weighing in to get a solution like this done and not a solution that includes a uh, big job killing tax increases on other sources of our economy.
Good, good to be here. Thank you, Senator Fortunato, for your leadership on transportation. And thank you, Senator Patton, for bringing a voice of calm and reason to the transportation debate here in Washington State. With that, we look forward to uh, talking with you folks again about other key Freedom Caucus issues in the coming days and weeks. I'm Tracy Ellis, and this has been Freedom from Olympia, the official podcast of the Senate Freedom Caucus. 